Cal thought it would be a good idea to collaborate on a book. Actually, the title of our book, How to Speak Shakespeare, I think it is descriptive enough, but it's not what we wanted to call our book. I think, you know, we we would have thought of that title as kind of presumptuous, but uh, it ended up being called that because the publisher said if we called it what we wanted to, which was American Shakespeare, Sound and Sense, <laughs> that <laughs> no, no one would buy it because they wouldn't know what it was for. <laughs> call it How to Speak Shakespeare. Well, it's unambiguous anyway. I'll tell you what. I know from, for instance, what Shakespeare wrote in his sonnets, that bringing words to life was something that he called a miracle. And so I think when we process this language through our bodies, and it comes out from the genuine impulse of what we mean to say, and then it's received by somebody who is then changed by what we said. Well, that's bringing the language back to life. I would like to mention one more thing about the miracle part. It's sonnet number 65. Since brass, nor stone, nor earth, nor boundless sea, but sad mortality, or sways their power. So there's nothing corporeal that's going to last. Everything is going to turn to dust and decay. How with this rage shall beauty hold a plea, whose action is no stronger than a flower? So it's a sonnet about how can I reconcile the fact that the person I love is so beautiful, but that beauty is going to decay. And so, you know, the sonnet goes on to really lament this, call it a fearful meditation. Where, alack, shall time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Time becomes a major character. Time's chest is a coffin. The jewel is a person in their tomb. Or what strong hand can hold time's swift foot back? Or who, his spoil of beauty, can forbid? Oh, none. And that seems to be the end of the sonnet. And if that's the end of the sonnet, then we're all in despair. But then you get what Kristen Linklater calls the little big word, unless. And unless changes everything. It brings hope, you know. It leaves you hanging. What? What? No one can the spoil of beauty forbid. We're all just going to decay and that's it. Unless this miracle hath might that in black ink my love may still shine bright. So the fact that I can say this to you today from Shakespeare's words proves the miracle, doesn't it? Because I just brought Shakespeare's words back to life about the beauty he appreciated in another person and how that beauty would probably die. But because he wrote it in black ink, it did still shine bright when he wrote it. And 400 years later, it still shines bright when I bring those words through my being and say them to you. Lewis, could we ask you to do that sonnet again in its entirety if you have just one more moment? Since brass nor stone nor earth, nor boundless sea, but sad mortality or sways their power. How with this rage shall beauty hold a plea whose action is no stronger than a flower? Oh, how can summer's honey breath hold out against the wrackful siege of battering days when rocks impregnable are not so stout, nor gates of steel so strong, but time decays? Oh, fearful meditation, where, alack, can time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Or what strong hand can hold time's swift foot back? Or who his spoil of beauty can forbid? 
Oh, none, unless this miracle hath might that in black ink my love may still shine bright. And with that, we're bridging a 400-year love affair. Yes, that's right. Lewis, thank you so much.